Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Breakfast with Gary Lyon and Tim Watson. Great to have you with us this morning. It's funny when I was talking about where it's at in terms of match simulations and practice. I was about to say the real stuff starts today. Starts tonight. The real practice match starts tonight. So we've had the practice practice match. Right. Now the real practice match mm. starts tonight. And you're going to learn a little bit more tonight. Well, you'd think that they'd probably... They'd step up a bit. Someone wanted to know what the difference between match sim and practice matches were. Well, match sim was very loose where you could do what you want, really. You could stop the game and walk out in the middle of the ground and set up different scenarios, whereas this practice match series, this community series, which kicks off tonight, Collingwood-Richmond, is, will be played much more along the lines of what we expect to see in the Home and Away series. So you would say tonight's going to be a full-dress rehearsal, would you? Yeah. Is that the way that you'll be phrasing it tonight? No. Or will you well, be using your own words and not taking some from the wisp? <laughs> no, I'm, I won't be using the term full dress rehearsal, but uh, just another step up as we get towards round one. But the Saints, oh, I, like I don't know whether they were doing the real stuff last stuff or whether it was your mob, but just we're treating it very much like a practice practice No, match. no, give all credit to St Kilda because they just stopped them in their tracks, they did. They looked sharp and Liam Stock is a part of it. He's a, a St Kilda defender that's moved over from the Blue Baggers and found his home and his spot and uh, pretty good, Liam. Welcome to the program. Oh, thanks for having me, gents. Good morning. Yeah, what's uh, been the wash-up on the back of it? I know, I know you just go, hey, it's our first hit-out, but for the um, observer out there that's not invested as a supporter, we were all pretty impressed with the Saints. Oh, yeah, I think um, going into the game, it was pretty simple. Um, we sort of view every opportunity, whether it is match sim or, or a game simulation like that against Essendon as an opportunity to improve. So um, I guess for us, it makes it pretty simple. Like every time we go out there, we're trying to improve our system and, and move towards what hopefully is you know a better St Kilda team this year. Hey, Liam, um, let's just talk about you for a second, not the Saints, because I think you know, around this time last year, not that long ago, you were sort of a guy without a club. So how difficult was that period of time and how different is it for you now that you're settled there at St Kilda? Um, to be honest, at the time it was pretty difficult, but looking back on things, it was quite freeing and, um, I don't know, having having no consequence to, to my training and stuff like that was kind of freeing and, and I probably hadn't had that kind of freedom in my first four years. So, you know, when I look back on it, Tim, I honestly think it was the making of me as a footballer. I, um, I started to understand exactly what the team needed from me um, when I did eventually get signed. But, um, yeah, it was kind of reinvigorating for my career. I certainly felt like I was, um, I was in a little bit of a hole at that, that point in time and, and having Ross really simplify things for me made it super simple to come in and, and make an impact. Did you lose your confidence in yourself at any stage? Oh, yeah, certainly. Um, I think um, I found it really interesting when I did get to the Saints. Um, Ross sort of spoke to me and, and mentioned that you don't need confidence um, to play well. You just need the work behind you. But um, I think I was probably a combination of um, both of those things at Carlton a few times where I didn't have the confidence and I probably didn't have the work behind me. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, certainly a few times, and I'm not really that proud to say it, but I did lose confidence in my ability to be an AFL footballer. And, um, you know, sometimes that still wavers, but I've probably got the work behind me now to suggest that I am. There's no no shame in that. We no, all, we all have all. periods where we doubt ourselves in whatever field of um, endeavour we're in. So we've all been there as footy players too at various stages. Even the great Wisp would have had some... Well, no, no, he's shaking his head. No, he's all, he was right from the word go. Uh, give us a give us your description of Ross. He's a he's a fascination for a lot of people. He, of course, you know St Kilda, then over to Freo and back, and we had a little taste of him through the media, and we got to see a bit more of him. And they say he's changed a bit now. Well, give us your sort of descriptions and insights into the boss. Oh well, I better be careful. Um, I won't give away any trade secrets, but um, oh, look for me. He made life really simple for me. Um, gave me a, a pretty direct line of feedback, and and that's all I really needed, like some honesty and and um, probably a really good educated opinion on where I was at, particularly when I came to the club. But even even now, um, he's got an ability to read my body language and and read you know our conversations and tell me exactly what I need to hear. And I think maybe sometimes what gets lost in the wash because he's such a football brain is how good he is at reading people and how good he is at reading, you know, the culture and the environment of a place. Um, that's certainly been my impression of him. I think plenty gets written and plenty gets said, which is, you know, the role of the media in the first place anyway. But um, no, Ross has been super impressive and, and a lot more relationships driven than I thought he was. Hey, Liam, do you, are you a player that requires a lot of feedback from the coach? Uh, not really. Um, I basically only speak to Ross when, when I've done something poorly, to be honest. Um, but uh, I, I certainly found very quickly that um, I don't like to waste time. So, you know, whether it's with Corey Enright, who's been super for me as well, getting feedback immediately on the stuff I'm not doing quite so well. I think um, I'm probably more inclined to come out of games knowing full well what I've done well. Um, sometimes it is just that education on whether it's patterns or something like that that I haven't, you know, hit the mark on. Um, I'd much rather hear about those early in the week rather than three or four weeks down the track if I do get omitted or anything like that. Talking to St. Liam Stocker, what about Liam Henry? What can you tell us about him? Uh, we've been really impressed. I was really impressed with the last season he played at the Dockers. I thought he's going to be a great recruit for St. Kilda given his run and his carry and uh, the excitement that he brings to a team. Oh, he's electric. Um, I've I don't know if I'd call it a pleasure to have played on him a few times um, when he was at Freo, but also um, this past off-season, um, he's been incredibly difficult to get a hand on. Um, I liken him a lot to Brad Hill. He's super skillful, can run and bounce, and um, can sort of get out the back of you pretty quickly. So, no, he's going to be a huge asset for us this year. What do you need to do? Like, the fight, a taste of finals is great, I reckon, for everyone, because you get a, a really good indication of... Yeah, where you're at and home and away footy goes to a whole different level. What what did you walk away from that thinking this is the area we've got to get better at if we need to, you know, extend? In the end, you know, that game against the Giants, it was pretty comfortable and I'm not being disrespectful, but it seemed pretty comfortable from a Giants point of view. What do you need to do to be able to close that gap? Oh, I think there's a few things. Um, I think from a from an environment point of view, like we really do have to keep striving for that gradual improvement. There's no there's no point getting really reactive off of one finals game. Um, but probably the other thing it suggested to us is that our game plan has to stand up under that kind of pressure and, it, and you know, obviously not being disrespectful as well, but it didn't stand up under that kind of pressure. So tinkering with things that we think are going to stand up under, you know, the greatest of heat and really the greatest of heat is, 
you know, we're imagining what a grand final is going to be like. Um, so, yeah, there's been a few systematic changes that we've made over the summer um, to kind of adhere to that, to be honest. Can you, can you let us know what it was that didn't stand up under the heat? Oh, I think a little bit of our ball use um, coming out of the back half against GWS and then some of our method going into the forward half um, really gave GWS an opportunity to attack us on the um, on the turnover. So, yeah, I guess simplifying things a little bit would be the best way to, to, to um, describe it. But more than anything, yeah, just making sure we can cope with that kind of pressure and play the same kind of system we want to play. Be careful how you choose your words then because Ross will be listening to this interview. He'll be making sure you don't give too much away, Liam. Uh, Mateus Philippou or Philippo, I'm not quite sure how you pronounce it, but is he is he a locked-in midfielder this season? Um, it's a good question. Probably a better one for, for Lenny and Brendan Goddard um, and probably Ross. Um, I, I spend most of my time down back, but I think um, eventually you will see his progression in there. I mean, he reminds me a lot of a guy like Marcus Fontempelli. Um, his hands, mm. his movement around stoppages, he's just got so much time. I'd, I'd be surprised if he's in a fully-fledged midfielder, you know, at the start of the season. But if not that, then by the end of it. Because so just on that point, though, there's nothing wrong with being really co- – every time I hear the name Mateus Philippou discussed um, amongst people that I might work with, they talk about the confidence that this kid has. Is that apparent in the way that he conducts himself day in, day out? Oh, uh, I think like sometimes we can blur the lines with confidence and, and talk about it as a negative thing. I certainly don't think it's a negative thing with Mateus. I think he's got incredible belief in his ability, but more than anything, just his willingness to be himself as well. I think um, something I'm a little bit envious of, I, I wasn't that good at you know being myself when I came into a football program, but he's done exactly that. And I think if anything, you know, it just buys you into the team culture and the team system that you're going to be the same you know, regardless of the amount of success you have individually, um, which I think has, you know, really worked in his mm. favour, but it's really worked in his footy's favour as well. I wasn't criticising him because I think it's... Like it. No, it's not a criticism. It's actually a strength of some people that have that and are able to display it day in, day out, because I hear that his work ethic and the way that he goes about trying to improve himself is just first class. Oh, yeah, certainly. I think I've, I've seen plenty of that firsthand. I've um, been in the recovery centre late a few nights and seen Mateus come out of the pool or something like that. So he's certainly got the work ethic to do it. And, I mean, he's got the, the pieces of the puzzle around him to help him get there too. Gee, there's some prodigiously talented young kids here with Filippo yeah. alongside him. And, you know, what we've seen over the years is that when you can get a group together that drive each other really hard, then you can do great things. So, you, you know, you're, you're young, you've got Paddy Dow, you've got uh, Max King and Mitch Owens, Cooper Sharman. Darcy Wilson, the young man that we saw for the first time, Windhager. I mean, all of a sudden you've got this really core of real mm. big, talented players that um, would be pushing each other pretty hard. Oh, yeah, it's been fantastic. I think the the best part about it is when you get a younger group driving the older boys, it keeps the older boys a bit fresh because they're not doing, you know, a heap of that workload. Whilst we've got really strong leaders, most of your, your growth and your improvement, particularly when you get to finals, is coming out of those, you know, 20 to 24-year-olds who, who really take the limelight. Um, I think we saw that with Mitch Owens last year. I'm pretty sure we'll see it from Marcus Windhager this year. But um, it is, it's awesome fun having those younger guys really push the standards. But um, at the end of the day, it's great for team success as well. Are, are you impressed with uh, Darcy Wilson too? I only saw a glimpse of him against Essendon, but everything that I saw him do, he looks like he's going to be around for a long time. Oh, he... Um, I'm pretty sure his first day anyone after AK time trials him and he, he won it pretty easily. So 
Um, he's been pretty impressive since he got here. Um, he was a little softly spoken when he first got in, but um, the confidence has just gone to another level now. And, and I really think he's starting to embrace the role that he's been given. Um, he's starting to ask questions and, and be really curious. And I think that can only stand you in really good stead as a young player. But, I mean, skill-wise, his athletic capabilities are pretty much unlike anything I've ever seen before. He's lightning fast and he can, you know, run all day. Wow. Liam Stocky wow. from the Saints. Uh, last one, Liam. Tim and I often flirted with the idea of a tattoo. Mm. <laughs> the, the Wisp was singing of a high thigh tattoo, which you roll with. What's uh, what's the thinking behind that? A high thigh. Uh, well, it depends which one you're talking about. Um, I've got plenty on me now. Um, oh, well, Tim, if you want to send me a message, I can send you a few ideas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe a big little dragon on your quad. No, he's, he's thinking of getting, I don't know whether you're aware of this because you're only a young man, but he leapt over a pack at a night grand final back in uh, the early 80s. It's been described as the iconic pre-season moment. He's thinking of getting that done on his back. Oh, that'd, yeah, that would only be four or five hours, I reckon. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, it'd be more than that. There's about a dozen blokes that were underneath me at the time. So <laughs> if we do... <laughs> oh, dear. Hey, uh, good luck, mate. It is, it's exciting and it's early and we know all that and we've been having a bit of, a fun this, bit of fun this morning saying we want to read everything into the pre-season. If that's the case, Saints fans are justifiably excited and uh, you've been a great chat with us this yep. morning. Really appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me on, Jen. Enjoy been, your day. Been great. Thanks, Liam. Liam Stocker. Uh, uh, loving hey, this guy. Candid, honest, and so well-spoken. He was, wasn't he? Mm, mm. Good pickup. He's only young, only young too. Uh, one of Sausage's boys. He was uh, sauce. Absolutely determined that mm. this guy was going to be good enough to make it, and uh, I think he's on the money. He's in the cult of Ross now. Uh, book online for the best rates of melbourneairport.com.au. And SEM Breakfast, it's powered by Kubota. Tim's not allowed to get one. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter shaping and building Australia together.